So this, this morning's message is, what's a fruit? <laughs> what's a fruit? Well, um, we, uh, there are nine fruits that we're supposed to eat, all right, uh, in case you're wondering. Uh, well, a fruit is a sweet and fleshy <laughs> product of a tree or other plants that contains seeds and can be eaten as food, okay? That's a fruit, okay, so I have defined what's a fruit. And uh, the nine fruits that were listed in the computer program or the program that I looked at that you should eat every day. Uh, you ready? Apples, bananas, blueberries, grapes, lemons, olives, oranges, and pears. Sounds like a good fruit salad to me. So, But um, what's a fruit? And I'm going to read through the scriptures in Matthew 12, uh, 33 to 37. And I'm going to read the expanded version, so um, it'll be just a little different than what you see up there. But um, we're going to come back to these verses later on. If you want good fruit, you must make the tree good. Now, I said I wasn't going to start, but I am going to start there. (laughs) Did you notice that it says, you must make? You must make the tree good. So often you think you plant a tree and let it alone and it'll bear its own fruit. Well, not necessarily. If you look at the apple orchards and the grape arbors and all of those things, they ha- there's people in there making the trees good. <laughs> they plant, they spray insecticides, they mow the weeds, they do all these things to make the tree good. All right. So if you want good fruit, you must make the tree good. You must grow a good and healthy tree. If your tree is not good and you've grown a bad or unhealthy tree, it will have bad fruit. A tree is known or it is identified by the kind of fruit it produces. Then Jesus has a few words to say about people who are listening. You snakes, (laughs) you offspring of vipers, You are evil people, so how can you say anything good? For the mouth speaks the things that are in or overflow from the heart. Good people have good things in their heart, and so they say good things. They bring forth good things from the good treasures in their heart. But evil people have evil in their hearts, so they say evil things. And I tell you that on the judgment day, people will be responsible or give account or answer for every careless, idle, thoughtless, unhelpful thing uh, or word that they have said. The words you have said will be used to judge you. So if your words will prove you right, some of your, some of your words will prove you right, but some of your words will prove you guilty. For by your words you will be acquitted or justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Okay. <laughs> you, want, okay just, you want a recording? <laughs> what have your words, what have your words been? And for what reason? You see, we always have a reason for what we say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So from this inner person is where we are looking at. Now, we just sang about God, you know, God's presence in his presence. We're standing on holy ground. Well, all of this is affecting, has an effect upon us. It affects our mind. It affects our heart. It affects our attitude. But we find that it is the Holy Spirit that is here helping us to understand God and help us 
mentally, spiritually, and physically, the Holy Spirit is helping us live a godly life. If you and I can live a godly life or a good life without God's help, we don't need God. That's why God is telling us, you can't do it on your own. If you think you can just make up your mind to live a good life, it'll happen and won't. You can't do it on your own. There's only one way to allow goodness is in a, to, to bring forth its fruit, and that, that's by the Holy Spirit working in our life. So, a fruit then is a sweet and fleshy product of a tree or other plant that is, contains seeds and can be eaten as food. Now, if you want good fruit, you must make the tree good. If the tree is not good, you grow un unhealthy and it has bad fruit. A tree is known by its fruit it produces. You are known by your fruit. So if we begin to look at this, we go back to, for me, you know, we've been going over this for the last couple of weeks and it's just something that's been uh, constantly going over and over in my mind. And that is 1 John 4, 4. My dear children, you belong to and you are from God and have defeated or conquered uh, the evil one, the Antichrist, because God's spirit who is in you is greater than the devil, greater than he that is in the world. So you belong to and you are from God. So if we belong to and we are from God, then we're looking at fruit. We're making our tree good. So every time you come to church, you're helping. Well, I don't want you to say fertilize because some of you may say just spreading manure all over the place and fertilizing our tree, you know. But, you know, if you're going to plant your gardens and plant flowers and things, we put nutrients in the soil so that they will grow. Well, the nutrients that we put into the soil of our life is the Word of God, and coming to church and being part of a church and being part of, you know, hopefully it's a, a foundation that we are able to produce good fruit from and that we um, try to see how that God's word and comes together and we and God come together in this and allow it to grow in who we are. So since we have fruits, nine fruits that we should eat every day, there are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and I wrote them out somewhere, it's um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. There is no law that prohibits love, <laughs> joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, we have, you are to produce good fruit, and you must make the tree good. So, just a little test. How many love tests? <laughs> yeah, I hate tests. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, a test, <laughs> a test. A test is uh, to help us understand what we know. Okay? Now, we all, uh, uh, you know, sometimes we think a test is it's proven, proven something that I don't want everybody else to know, <laughs> just how bad I am. But you know, those tests, they don't work. 
But the idea is to help us understand what we know. In our life, we have tests. You know, when somebody hurts us, how are we going to respond? When we have the opportunity to do good, what are we going to do? Those are tests. Are we going to speak a kind word when people aren't kind? Are we going to let somebody in front of us when we've been waiting in line and are we going to be grouchy about it or are we going to be glad for it? You see, these are the tests. We're, we're letting ourselves know exactly what's going on in our life. It's like the guy who promised, you know, he's run, searching around the parking lot for a parking place. And uh, he's running around, running around, and praise God, if you give me a parking place, I'll go to church every Sunday and I'll change my life, you know, making all those promises. So anyhow, he's driving around, driving around, and sure enough, the first one next to the sidewalk opens up. He pulls in and says, God, no, don't worry about it, I found my own. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to go to church, so I found my own. So in our lives... Sometimes we're like thinking that life is something we've created that, you know, um, our friends call it the, uh, one friend calls it clergy parking, that, <laughs> that I find clergy parking. And that whenever we're going somewhere that I can always find the place that's up near the front. And he says, how can you do that? He says, well, God and I have connections. Uh, But we do. Okay, who do you love? Okay, just a question, you know, love, joy, peace, patience. Who do we love? Do we love people who love us? We love people who don't love us. See, the fruit of the Spirit, now you're going to, you're going to make the tree good. We're going to make the tree good so that the tree will produce good fruit. Sounds, sounds logical. Make the tree good. Okay, love. These are the workings of the Holy Spirit. Love. Without love, you know, 1 Corinthians 13. Um, we have 1 Corinthians 12 that gives us the, the, the gifts of the Spirit. But 1 Corinthians 13 tells us without love, no matter what you do, doesn't work. It's no good. You're nothing but a banging symbol. <laughs> you know, if you do this stuff and it's all... Uh, for what you're going to get out of it, got strings attached and all that kind of stuff, you're just making a lot of noise. But if you do it from your heart, these things are given, these gifts are given to profit the whole body, the whole body of Christ, that we are influencing the world that we live in, and so how can we influence people's lives? Influencing people's lives that you don't even know. How can you do that? Any suggestion? <laughs> Smiling, letting them in front of you in line, paying their bill, <laughs> helping them out with their expenses, you know, doing something that for no reason. And if they like it, fine. If they don't like it, well, say, God bless you anyhow. It was what I was supposed to do. You just have to determine what you're going to do with it. So making a, good making a good tree. So who do we love? Do we love people who love us only, or do we... Love those who don't love us. Okay, joy in your life. Love joy. Joy, 
I love joy. Well, who's she? <laughs> no. Joy is what resides in the heart. Out of the mouth, out of our heart. Joy and happiness are two different things. Happiness depends upon happenings. Can you make me happy? Well, give me this, give me that. Bring these things into my life and I'll be happy until the happiness wears off. Joy is that which resides in our spirit that we, for the joy that was set before him, Christ endured the cross. Scripture says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He, the, for the joy, the joy was all of those who would follow, who would come to know Christ after the death, his death, his crucifixion, his blood being shed and the torture and the, and the pain and re, being risen from the dead. For, from the joy that was over here after the resurrection, he endured what was coming. Okay? Joy enables us to know that there are better things coming, even when they, I don't feel happy, but um, peace. Love, joy, peace. Again, it's a work of the Holy Spirit that is there when you have no understanding why this has happened to me. When things are all wrong, you still have peace knowing that everything is all right. See, we did Ruth in the Sunday school lesson this morning, and uh, Naomi, her, Naomi left, and um, what was her husband's name? Elimelech, wasn't it? Elimelech and Naomi left and went to Moab with their two sons. And while they are in Moab, uh, Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, he dies. Her two sons marry, and they die in a 10-year period. Now, they think that one person said that they think they were killed in a battle. So anyhow, now there's three widows. Naomi comes back to Bethlehem, where she is from, and she enters town, and she says, they all said, Naomi's here. And she says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, which is bitter. God took me out full. He brought me back empty. See, there was no peace in her heart. There was no joy in her life because she couldn't see beyond the pain she was in. You know, that's normal. We can't see beyond the pain that we have. It's because pain is very, very real. And sometimes pain is, you know, just puts up the binders or the blinders and we can't see beyond it, but we have to go to that which is in our heart which the Holy Spirit is there. So what we are doing is you want good fruit, you must make a good tree. You must make the tree good. So we are finding peace from the Holy Spirit, not from the events around our life. All right, patience. I don't want any. <laughs> I don't want patience. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> you know, I don't want to wait till next week. I don't want to, you know, I don't want, you know. So patience is being patient in trials is, again, we see that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. When we are not a patient person, we need to pray and ask God to give us patience. No, we don't want to pray that because you will <laughs> we'll have trials and we'll have to wait. And Don't like that, Lord. 
I just like to have lots of faith and bring it here to me now. Amen? No. All right. So, <laughs> patience and trials. You see, there again, if we're not a patient person, if this, these are the works of the Holy Spirit. These are not character traits that we develop. These, these are the work of the Holy Spirit to help you become patient. You know, the Bible says if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Wisdom is the application of truth to events. If you don't have any wisdom, ask God. If you don't have love in your heart, ask God. If you don't have any joy in your life, ask God for joy. Because we're not going to find it in the world. The world is offering us something that it's like, um, it's like mist, a cloud. It's there and then it's gone. Well, I've got to go find it again. But the joy that God gives is something that lasts forever. So we are kind. We are kind to the less fortunate. Kind when you have the power to hurt. Kindness is, you know, um, well, you have, you have the ability to be sarcastic and the ability to put people down, and instead you are kind to them. Somebody has done something really stupid, <laughs> and you have the ability to make them feel worse, and you don't, because you're kind. Goodness, looking for ways to be good to people. Faith, faithfulness, believing for God's promises, for believing for God's promised outcome. When we are faithful, we are, being, we are staying the course. We are, we've got a direction, and we are going the direction, and we are faithful to what God has placed in our hands. We are faithful to the task at hand. And that, see, in the faithfulness, we are patient in our trials. We are kind to those around us because we are believing for God's promised outcome. Making the tree good. I am believing for a promised outcome. The promise that God has put in my heart. Nobody else has that same promise. God has a promise he's placed in our heart. And, you know, other people can have similar ones, but they can't be me. I gotta be me. No, I'm not going to say it. But anyway, <laughs> that was somebody. Faithfulness. Why aren't you glad I can't sing? Isn't it just an answer to prayer? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I burst into song at all times. You know. Gentleness. This is a good one. I like gentleness. Gentleness is strength under control. You take a wild stallion and you put a bridle on it so that it can be controlled by the rider. And the stallion hasn't lost anything of its strength. It's just now able to be guided. And that's what God is doing in our life. We haven't lost strength because we belong to God. We have gained strength. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow! Aren't we excited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, I'm excited. <laughs> then let your face know it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> smile. Fresh air is good for your teeth. That was Reed Cordick from KDKA Radio back when I was a kid. Now, if you don't know who Reed Cordick is, look him up. So, self-control, keeping your thoughts in check. <laughs> so, patience, gentleness, and self-control. So, God, I am asking you for the fruit to grow in my life. Make the tree good. Make the tree grow. Because, because, because I belong to God and I am from God. You see, I belong to God and I am from God, so there's got to be characteristics about me that exemplify that I belong to God. And the characteristics that I belong to God are that God has a plan for my life. And God has a, God has a plan for me and who I am that fits who I am exactly down to my, my DNA, my quirks and my things that are just make me different than everybody else those are the things part of the plan <laughs> david it's part of the plan well what about i don't know this and i can't do that that's not what i called you to do <laughs> i didn't call you to be somebody else i didn't you know see we we're the ones who look at other people's trees <laughs> say wow i wish i could be planted over there <laughs> Or I wish I was like that one and God is saying, if I wanted you over there, I'd have put you over there. But God didn't put you over there because I put you here. And where I put you and where I've placed you is where that you are to grow and bear good fruit. So, if you want good fruit, you must make the tree good. You must make. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that doesn't need to be ashamed of who you are. A workman. That we need to work at being open to God. Work at being open to God. Okay. You see, um, what was the last phrase of that song we were singing? I said, remember when we prayed and whatever it was. God's grace overflows into our life and that God's grace is another word for another God's grace is unmerited favor that it is favor bestowed upon us that we can't earn God has given to us what we could never ever earn or make happen God has given to us an overflow of his favor and his mercy and you see all of this overflow is to be overflowing into love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and, and, and gentleness and self-control you see god wants you to spend time doing meaningful things imagine that god wants me to do meaningful things well all i do is go to work <laughs> well yeah that's a meaningful thing because you're there and God is there with you. 
and he has put you there so that you can be a good tree so that other people can pick your fruit. (laughs) But how can you tell if what you're doing is really the best way to spend your time? One way is to find out and to take inventory of your life and see where your time is going. It's not only important how you spend your time, but with whom you spend your time. You see, we're all going to spend time. And someday our clock is going to be up. (laughs) And if you don't believe me, just look at the obituaries. And when your time is up, Your time is up. <laughs> and what that means to the believer is, hey, I'm going home. To those who are left behind, it means they left me. <laughs> and so when your time is up, we're all going to, and what are we going to do? We're going to stand before God, and we're going to be judged by the words that we have spoken and the thoughts that we have had and the, what we've done with who we are and the tree that God has given us And you see, I'm going to make my tree good by the help of the Holy Spirit who is the husbandman, the guy who has planted us, and God is going to prune your tree. (laughs) You know, he's going to clean your clock. (laughs) You ever hear that expression? You know, I'm going to clean your clock. You know, I'm going to take you down. Right, Bob? That's right. (laughs) Bob understands those things, you know. I don't know why he understands those things, but he understands some. But anyhow, so you have to prune off some relationships that are not adding value to your life. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to some people and say, you know what? My pastor said I need to prune you out of my life. No. No. <laughs> My pastor said, I can't spend time with you because you're no good. (laughs) No, that's not it. (laughs) Uh, Pruning people out of your life is some people who who are trying to put, graft into your life things that are not good for you. Things that are not, you know, they have an attitude, bad attitude, a bad perspective. You know, I, I, and you wouldn't think this, but in uh, Bible college last year, I had three friends, and they were, they were good friends. And I mean, we, you know, we, there was four of us in a room. There was room for two, but we had four, you know, two bunk beds, <laughs> and he had four guys. And I was the only sane one of the four. <laughs> no, not really. But anyhow, um, but it was, it, was, it was capable of having a bad attitude, you know. It was just, you were capable of, of, of being negative about yourself and about where you were at and what you were doing. And, you know, just there's always an opportunity to, to turn a downside to who you are. There's, you, you know, we have to have faith to believe that we're not going to look at the downside. We're not going, we can be like uh, Naomi and say, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Call me bitter because my life, I went out full from this place with a husband and two sons. And I come back and I was just me and a widow. 
I'm a widow and I brought back my daughter-in-law who's a widow. I am Mara. I am bitter, 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 bitter. Bitter. <laughs> I'm bitter. <laughs> Look at what God, and see, and she says, God took me out full and God brought me back empty. I am Mara. I am bitter. <laughs> but we know that through Ruth, Naomi came back to understand that life is more than what happens to us. It's who we are and how we allow God to take us a few steps beyond our bitterness to where we discover that God had something so marvelous for my life that I could never imagine that it could have happened. Because her daughter-in-law marries Boaz, their son is Obed, their other son is Jesse, the grandson is Jesse, and their great-grandson is King David. So through her lineage is Jesus Christ. So beyond the bitterness, beyond the events of life, there is God who is helping us to understand that life is not what happens to you, it's how we deal with it. And everyone is going to have the opportunity to become bitter and upset and filled with garbage. So you have to make your tree good. And how I make my tree good is I allow God to bless me with the nourishment of his spirit. To rely upon the Holy Spirit to give me patience and love and joy and peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, and self-control where I control my thoughts, where I control my attitude by saying, rather than being negative and bitter, I will believe the promises that God is good, that God will turn everything around to the good. God has a plan for my life and he has a purpose for me, just who I am. With all my quirks and all my baldness <laughs> and... Whatever I am, God has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for each of our lives. And you know what? We can't see it, but we know it's there. That's the Holy Spirit telling us, teaching us, I have a plan for you. And you can't even imagine what it is. So keep going on in faith, believing, and I will bring it to pass. Amen? If you want good fruit, you must make your tree good. Let's stand. <laughs> I know someone is thinking that uh, to make a tree good and fruitful, you've got to put a lot of manure on it. And pastor, you sure spread the manure. <laughs> See, I make you laugh. <laughs> But you see, when I was 
Well, never mind. I was a farmer. We used to clean out the barn. But you know what? It all had a purpose. And sometimes things in our life stink. (laughs) And you know what? It gets spread over our life. But you know, from that stink that's spread over your life grows the plants and the fruits. So from the garbage, from Naomi going and losing her, her death of her husband and two sons, she finds Ruth. And she finds a place in history that can never be changed. There was a bitter woman who found a place in the lineage of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so in our lives, don't be caught up in what's going wrong. Understand, you have a place in the body of Christ. That is your lineage to eternity and to your children and grandchildren and to everyone around you. Jesus, we thank you for hearing our prayers and God for calling our hearts and calling us back to you to an understanding that life is greater than who we are at this moment. And you're not near finished with us. God, you've just begun. So thank you for your promise. And Lord, if there's anything that stands in the way of your spirit pouring your fruit into our life, any sin that we have committed, knowingly or unknowingly, God, we ask your forgiveness. Forgive us, O God. Forgive me of my sin. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. And may I continually be dependent upon your Holy Spirit for the love and joy and peace and patience and gentleness and kindness and self-control. May I continue to call upon you to bring these things into my life, I pray. Amen. God bless you.